Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. The following very, very special program is brought to you in lively black and white on NBC. Oh, crap. Sorry about that. It's all good. We had yesterday. We had yesterday. (laughs) We're kind of all in black and white anyway. We are, yeah. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Jason and Alexis in the morning. Brought to you in lively black and white right here on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment, everything Louis Anderson. I'm Jace with Lex and Holly. Coming up, part two of my Down the Rabbit Hole dedicated to Alexis Thompson because it's all about the Family Feud, one of the most popular game shows in American television history. Oh, and the best is with Steve Harvey. Yeah. But I know we're going way back, even further than that. So Yeah. Uh, Alexis has a new fear. We're going to hear about that. Holly has Oof. some Oppenheimer homework. Oh. Try to say that four times. Mm-hmm. Oppenheimer homework. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, we'll play a little game and uh, talk to Liz. It'll be a fun hour. Okay. So uh, back to my uh, uh, down the rabbit hole part two. I'll make this as quick as possible. But um, I found an ab fab and it's a, a young man named Connor Higgins. Who makes? He's a content creator on YouTube, and he does uh, several long. He has done several long form kind of little documentaries on YouTube about television, American television. He did one. Uh, the most recent one is about the uh, creation, the rise and fall of the UPN network. Like, how did that come to be? Um, he did one on a little known morning show called Breakfast Time with Tom Bergeron. I'll t- that one's fascinating, and I'll save that one for a day when nothing's happening in Hollywood because that is what got me into this vortex, and I w- just I couldn't turn it off. And those days uh, are coming. Oh, yeah, seriously, yeah, yeah, yeah. seriously. Anyway, okay, so Richard Dawson, I'll just focus on, and maybe I'll save the other era of Family Feud for a well, one of those days when we have nothing going on. But uh, the most famous part of Family Feud in the early days was its host, Richard Dawson, who uh, really came to be known for being a panelist on Match Game, produced by the same guy, Mark Goodson. And uh, then he got Family Feud. Uh, Family Feud went to ABC. It wasn't an immediate blockbuster, but then it became a blockbuster. And then it became syndicated. And at first, it was only one day a week. And then uh, it grew. And then stations demanded Two days a week. Because back in those days, syndication was different. Um, You didn't schedule uh, the same show like Oprah, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Uh, Syndication worked differently. You would program it like the networks do, where every day there would be something different on. That's usually how they did it. But uh, but, uh, Family Feud became such a hit that then they moved it to five days a week. And it became a behemoth. I mean, just like it was the a giant of 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 uh, game shows. 
and Richard Dawson's star ra- ra- rose along with the with the popularity of the show. Well, the the most interesting thing that came from Richard's era was the fact that he was known for kissing all of his all the female contestants. Yeah. <laughs> and it started yeah. with just one woman who asked for a kiss for good luck. And a little phrase that that Richard's mother uh, told him in the UK. And I, I can't remember the quote. But then the next woman on that panel also asked Richard for a good luck kiss. And then it just became a thing. Mm. So it started. And after about a half a season, the network, ABC, wasn't real sure about it. Uh, the network execs were like, oh, this. Even back then, they thought... Is this is this the right thing to do? Well, they commissioned an extensive study. <laughs> ABC did a not I don't even want to call it a focus group. They did a comprehensive study. They sent out surveys to thousands and thousands of, of viewers. And the results came back so lopsided in favor of Richard to continue kissing the women. That they dropped it. That ABC dropped their concern and Richard continued to kiss every contestant. But what they never told you was, because every so often you would notice in an episode that Richard would not kiss a woman. During the pre-interviews before the show would start to tape, the executive producer would ask the women, did they want Richard to kiss them before the show started? So Richard knew when, in a rare case, uh, a woman would say no and he wouldn't kiss the woman. That's how he would never, that's why he never asked them. They were asked before the show started. So Richard knew, and it was a time saving thing too. Richard knew, like, okay, Mary, Mary does not want it. So we'll just shake her hand. Um, but it was so popular, uh, it was so lopsided in favor that ABC just said, okay, keep going. And he did it until the show went off the air. And the show ended in 84, well, ended in the 84, 85 season because of another behemoth, Wheel of Fortune. Mm. Wheel of Wheel of Fortune had become so popular so quickly by rival Merv Griffin mm-hmm. that it became the dominant game show and knocked Family Feud off of its perch. And just like everything in TV, you know, uh, people get sick of stuff. And, you know, it was hot for a good three, four seasons, but by 84, it started to get long in the tooth. And then they wrapped it up in 85 and it went off the air temporarily. When did they come back after that? uh, 1989, 88, 89, about three years later with Ray Combs. Uh, Ray Combs uh, had a had a had a decent run. It never really matched the popularity of the first run because, and this is why, just like most things in life, it's all about timing. And I found this so I found this little nugget fascinating too. When it came, when Family Feud came back, but even in three or four years, the TV landscape had drastically changed because stations they didn't have any inventory because now. Wheel the, the combo of Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy were so dominant 
that the time slots that stations would would give to Family Feud were now taken by wheel. And by this time, and I'll give you just a second to think about it, 8889 was right around the time another show debuted that ate up network time. The Oprah Winfrey Show. Thus giving away to the rise of talk shows that lasted until the mid-90s. Jerry, Jerry, Exactly. So it really, Family Feud was really, um, it, it was helped by time. Uh, and then the t- and then the return, the, the timing did not work. Uh, because when they wanted to put it back on the air, stations were like, I, I don't know where to put it. We got your Wheel of Fortune here. And we got your Oprah Winfrey and your Phil Donahue and your Jenny Jones. And it, it, until Steve Harvey, and I'm fast forwarding, and like I said, I'll save the tidbits about the Steve Harvey era because... That is a whole other, how Steve got it is a whole other can of macaroni. Oh, um, unconventional? Um, unconventional in the way where they kept trying to reboot it. If you think about it, Family Feud is the cat of game shows. It, it's had like nine lives because it had Ray Combs and then Louie Anderson and then uh, Richard Karn. And then uh, what's his face? Uh, Silver haired. I can't think of his name. Right John the top. O'Hurley. I, John O'Hurley. And John O'Hurley was just flat out fired. And Steve was on a short list of people to take it. And Steve didn't uh, didn't necessarily want to do it. Uh, and then oh. boom. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't want to do it. Yeah, they showed they, him some money. Nope. They let him do it how he wanted to oh, do. They, oh, creative freedom. There you go. Because again. It's stupid executives thinking that they know best, and no. Anyway, mm. uh, so Lex has put the link up. This documentary is in two parts. If you love this station, you love pop culture, and if you love pop culture, you will love this this young man's series. Um, uh, it's worth a watch. It's high quality, good production value. Um, Connor Higgins is his name. It's a two-parter on the history of Family Feud. So give it a watch if you like American game shows. I think you will. You will enjoy it. So uh, when we when we come back, Alexis has uh, a new fear and Holly has homework for. Hey, friends, Alexis for Plunkett's Pest Control. Hey, we are talking about singing insects this week, like wasps and bees. Now, you guys know I, I love to DIY. One thing I will not DIY and I call Patrick immediately is if I see a wasp or a bee nest. I'm just not going to deal with that. You know, that's. I'm not skilled for that, okay? And luckily, Plunkett's is. They have skilled technicians, knowledge, protective gear. They'll come and securely remove what's there. And they'll do it in in ensuring the well-being of you and the insects. So they'll, you know, rehome. They have a great way of doing it, of course. They'll tell you all about it. Patrick has come to our house already twice now uh, with wasp nests. And I'm so grateful. Let the professionals help. And they do it with expertise and safety. Plunkets.net. Keeping pests in their place, not yours. You can also use my talk keyword, pest. Jason and Alexis. Do you have a new fear, Lex? Yeah, I do. It's from the animal world. And um, I've seen pictures of this before, but last week it reminded me there's an 11-year-old. He was out fishing in Oklahoma at a pond by his house. And normally they catch like bass or catfish, right? 
He's thinking, okay, yeah, that'll be great. I'll catch one of those. No, guys, he pulled in a Paku. And I hope I'm saying that right. It's four letters, P-A-C-U. You guys need to Google image this right. immediately. Um, because this fish is cousins with the piranha or piranha and <laughs> has human-like teeth. Have you seen oh, these fish before? I have in like internet photos, like little gifts. Yes. I never yes. thought that this would be something. I mean, look, it's a fish. It's hungry. Okay. Get it. It's catching them, you know, fishing. But the mom was like, okay, because the kid was like, mom, you got to get over here. Come here. Come here. She runs over. She's thinking the kid's being extra dramatic. She looks and she's like, whoa. So, of course, they called the local DNR in Oklahoma. And they, yeah, this is not normal. What they guessed is that someone had this fish as a pet. And it outgrew its, uh, I want to say cage, but that's not it. Um, like aquarium. And they just... Let it out in the wild. They can grow up to three and a half feet and 88 pounds. And those teeth look like human teeth. No, you just throw that right back in the water. Yeah. Right back in the water. Holly, that's what they did. Oh. I guess people, I guess you can eat them, but they're like, nope, that's not happening. Ew. Right? These, oh. They're so t- now that's thing. Uh, oh, just the pictures, and you know this. Um, have you heard of trypophobia before? It's the it's a fear of irregular patterns, like bumps. No. So some of these fish, if you see the you see the, the the first row, but then they have these like bumps on the top of its mouth, and I think I might have a little bit of case of this when it comes to these fish. This is creeping me out. I'm just creeped out that it looks like our mouth. Right. Now, if you ever encounter one in the wild, don't worry. They really don't bite. They're kind of um, not docile, but yeah, you know, they're just calmer fish. Yeah, sure are ugly, though. They are ugly. Native to South America. They really are. And if you find one, it's because of some dumb human. (laughs) <laughs> that had it as a pet. Had it as a pet. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Didn't get it. This is this is the problem. <laughs> this is the problem. This is what's happening down in Florida with all yeah. the pythons oh, and the boa yes. constrictors. These morons are raising uh they're yeah. raising these uh, these snakes and then letting them out in the wild. Mm-hmm. They're they're growing to be the size of uh semis. Yep. And they're messing up the ecosystem. And Lord knows Florida has enough problems. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't need more problems. And uh, but they're they're by the thousands so much so that I think the government loosened regulations. You can kill the damn things without any trouble. They, oh. they want you. They want you to kill these things because it's messing up, especially in the Everglades. Oh, it's, yeah, they're be, because they're they're, they're invasive. Species. Yeah. So. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Moron.
And then, of course, whoever's running, you know, a lot of these state agencies, whoever's doing their social media, bravo, because the Oklahoma Department of Wildlife Conservation uh, basically (laughs) said, how dare you? You human, what are you doing? And so one of the commentators said, why, in all caps, why does it have human teeth? And their response was, I don't know. We didn't make them. (laughs) Yeah, I think. I think God went to happy hour so. uh, first. Yeah, went went to like a game. You know what I mean? Went yes. to a game, had a couple more beers, and then was like, "Okay, I'm going to go back to the factory and make the paku." You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Oh. And let's. <laughs> I got these novelty teeth that are chattering on the floor. I'm just going to shove it right in this fish's mouth. That's right. God uh, went to Spencer's. Yep. God went to Spencer's uh, right yeah. before. You can wind it up on the side. Oh my goodness. Hey, and then guess get get this. What kind of bait do you think? His name is Charlie, the eleven year old in Oklahoma who caught it. Yeah. What did he use for bait? A Culver's butter burger. <laughs> Close. A, a, a Cheeto. A he Cheeto. Used, he used a piece of bread. Well, yeah. And it works. He has a mouth like a seventh grader. <laughs> sure does. <laughs> oh, now we're scared. Well, yeah. I I already. Oh God. And, I had to go. Uh, yeah. yeah, I had I had to go kayaking uh, for the TV show yesterday uh, in the Mississippi, and I, I was asking our our guide, "What's the biggest fish I'm going to find in this damn body of water?" Oh, what did I, you I say? Just, he didn't know, but oh, I, just, I bet you're good at kayaking. You've got long arms. You know what? I was actually pretty good. He was impressed because I the you the, got those the big piece, toes for balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the uh, for 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 uh, for uh, 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 not projection, but yeah. Uh, Whatever, um, but yeah, I he, he there's supposed to be a funny piece, but I actually was pretty good at it. So the humor, <laughs> the humor, the humor was lost because I actually wasn't horrible at it. Um, but oh. it was fun. But I asked him. I bring that up because I asked him, like, hey, I'm curious in this area of the Mississippi. Uh huh. What's the biggest uh, fish I'm am I gonna encounter? You know, yeah. If I stick my feet in here, like huckle, I'm, if I huckleberry fin it, what yeah. am I gonna do? So. Yeah. Mm, well, oh. you weren't close enough to be around a Gulf sturgeon. Oh, so sturgeon! Oh, I know they're, oh, they're God, huge. How bigger than that thing has been at one point been caught three hundred eighty-five pounds and nine feet long. Three eighty-five. Oh my goodness! Uh, but those <laughs> those fish are probably down, you know, towards the southern end of the river. Yeah, that's like a, a Shaquille O'Neal sized fish. Yeah. Yeah. Size twenty four feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. No, the Paku. I forgot. I okay. I can't oh God, believe I buried the lead here. Fact? What, what, I what, found what? another fun fact. <laughs> oh, no, now, no, Holly, no, we no. don't have to worry about this as much. But Jason, Great. do not skinny dip in a pond or body of water that might have a Paku in it because its nickname is the Ball Cutter. In Scandinavia, a couple of men out there skinny dipping, uh, and those Holly, fish went to yeah. town. Let's Bit one clear off. Uh-huh. Let's coordinate this. Get your chomp ready. Right, ready? Ready. <laughs> <laughs> Do it again. Oh! Oh, 
Wow. Be careful. Bucks, yeah. Bucks, we could have ended the segment about uh, 40, 40 seconds ago. Oh, I didn't need to hear. <laughs> I did not realize. That was Chomp. its nickname. Oh, yeah, because you know cutter. why? That's the they, look, they look like uh, Swedish meatballs at Ikea. You yeah. know, yeah. The fish, if the fish has human teeth. Yeah. Well, perhaps there would be a delicious. reason why you'd go fishing with a Cheeto, with a Paku. Yeah. They're like, ooh, honey. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Yummy. You're the equivalent of a planter's yeah. a snack pack. Yeah. Ooh. Well, thanks, Lex, for that. That was lovely. Yep. Thank you. Be afraid. Be very afraid. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Uh, we're not going to do a game. When we come back, uh, Holly has homework. You know, what's what's more fun than a game? Homework. <laughs> Yay! Oppenheimer homework. Welcome back. Jason and Alexis in the morning. Miss us live? Don't worry. Listen to us later in podcast form. Download old episodes on our My Talk app. I'm Jace with Lex and Holly. Barbenheimer still going strong. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's only about 7, 9, 12 people in the planet that didn't go see Barbie or Oppenheimer over the weekend. If you haven't seen Oppenheimer yet or if you have... Uh, Holly Roberts, we've never done this before. Uh, this is a new segment. Holly Roberts Homework. Get the alliteration. Holly Roberts Homework. Hmm. Well, right? inspired by your review, Jason, of the movie Oppenheimer, where you suggested that for maximum enjoyment, maximum appreciation of this movie, that perhaps you want to do a little reading about Robert Oppenheimer before you sit your buns in that theater seat for three hours. Yeah. Hmm. And I found... A little homework for you that will do just that. Oh. And I did the homework this weekend, but I didn't go and see the movie yet. (laughs) Baby steps here. Baby steps. So this is something that has been made available for free on the Criterion channel. So that that is a streaming service for movies. And the documentary is called The Day After Trinity. It was made in 1981, and it tells the story of J. Robert Oppenheimer... It tells the story of the Manhattan Project, all the folks working there at Los Alamos on how to develop the atomic bomb, and then the aftermath of what happened when that weapon was used in war, what happened mm, basically after the atomic bomb. You know, there was kind of a before and after, a pretty hard before and after, and this is about an hour and a half. It tells it really simply. It has interviews with lots of folks who were there at Los Alamos in New Mexico working on the Manhattan Project. It's fascinating. This is your homework if you want to see Oppenheimer. Watch the day after Trinity. Watch this first. Watch this first. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. All right. I, Holly's right. I said I, um, regret is overly dramatic, but it is a regret. I just wish I would have gone on the YouTube I, and I, I've seen an eight-minute little nugget from, I think, the BBC. I just wish I would have had a little more front-facing knowledge of names. You know what I mean? Of like, okay, that's uh, the Secretary of Defense. Uh, oh, that's, okay, That's a, the, 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 these are the people that was uh, at Los, uh, Los Alamos. Um, and I didn't have that. And my father-in-law felt the exact same way. Uh, he he revealed that he was a little lost at times, and I, I was uh, spoke to Dawn yesterday, and she said a man friend felt like that too, 
So mm-hmm. um, this is good. Yeah. This is good. The Day After Trinity, it's a very linear documentary. It tells the story of J. Robert Oppenheimer from when he was a kid all the way pretty much up to his death. So it it will give you the facts and give you some information. And it features interviews with folks who are depicted in Oppenheimer. So then you get to see their real life, the real life people that inspired the characters in this movie. It just gives you insight. I think like even if you don't plan on seeing Oppenheimer, this is a piece of history that should be looked at, mm-hmm. examined, understood uh, the complexities of the consequences of developing oh. this technology, which I know that the movie Oppenheimer gets into but uh, the folks that they interview also reflect that too. So it's ninety minutes. Don't worry. It's it's like it's half an Oppenheimer. It's yeah. half an okay. Oppenheimer, and you can watch it for free on the Criterion Channel. They've made that available for everyone to watch. Because nice. Lex, while you were gone, uh, Holly realized that um, our show, where you know, if we're going to start referring to time in Oppenheimers, our broadcast is one. Oppenheimer. That's right. One Oppenheimer. Ah. It's like our the, version of carbon dating. Yes. <laughs> Jason and Alexis in the morning is the exact length of one Oppenheimer. So you can either watch Oppenheimer. Yeah. Or you can listen to our show. Uh-huh. Love the it. Same length of time. Are you going to see this, Lex? I am, but I want to see Barbie first, which I think is happening today. Uh, but yes, I do plan to see it. Um, but I, I like this homework. I remember mm-hmm. learning about it, but that's been like a hundred years. Yes. So, um, yeah, I, I I put a link up on our show page, mytalk 1071com If you are like, what was that again? What? It's there, uh, so you can check that out. Um, but yeah, I I think that this, uh, that's a great idea, just to feel like you know the characters and what's happening, mm-hmm. and a refresh. Because it does kind of jump. Yeah. Again, I'm going by what my father-in-law said. I, you know, Joe, Joe, average listener. He was, he was like, "Oh, where are we?" Sometimes, because uh, it does bounce around a lot. Yeah. And I think you would be aided by again a little kitty pool of knowledge about some, or, or and if obviously, like you said, Lex, we learned about this, but to refamiliarize yourself, yeah, with some of the specifics. I think, yes, you will probably enjoy Oppenheimer more. Yeah, my so. folks are coming to visit soon. I might actually go see this with my dad because he is he historian. I mean, he just I don't know how he crams all that in there, but it will be interesting to, you know, see you know other f- points of view, too. Especially yes. living through a lot of some of this, too. In the aftermath, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's kind, that's why we brought uh, my yeah. father-in-law. We knew that he that's would enjoy it. Yeah, and he really did. We had a, we made it a nice night. Um, yeah, but I, I we asked him his honest opinion, and he liked it. But and I thought, well, if he feels that way, I'm sure he's not alone because um, he's a smart guy. So yeah, uh, yeah, this is good, Holly. This is good homework. Yeah, homework, homework, homework. Criterion. Criterion Network? Uh, The Criterion Channel, yes. And it is free because otherwise that's a subscription service. So they want you to be edumacated. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Thank goodness. Edumacate yourself, Mm -hmm. people. Edumacate yourself. Would you two like to hear, and audience, would you like to hear about listener rewards? Yeah. What do we got? We're not eligible, but I'm excited for all of you, my talkers out there. What can they win? Thanks for asking, Lex. Listener rewards are there to reward you. 
the listener. We've got tickets up for grabs. Tickets to see the Jersey Boys. There's no the. It's just Jersey Boys at Chanhassen Dinner Theater. Or Pink. There's no the on Pink either. It's just Pink at Target Field. Plus tickets to see Nikki Glazer at Mystic Showroom or an all-new Golden Girls play at Pantages Theater. Heck, do you have children? Sure you do. Well, there's a museum just for them. It's called the Minnesota Children's Museum. It's full of old children. <laughs> rude. Rude. <laughs> <laughs> On display, just vintage children. That's right. Go to mytalk1071.com. They have pilgrim Isn't children. Isn't that us walking That's around? Right. Yeah, artifacts. I think we are kind of, yeah. MyTalk1071.com is where you can sign up for listener rewards. When we come back, we're going to talk to our good friend Liz. Stay with us. Oh, my God. I, I think I hate that song almost as much as the Louis Capaldi song. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Do you hate the Billy Joel original? Kind of. Oh. I don't know. I just don't know if there is a reason to redo this. This is, uh, if you don't know, this is <laughs> Fallout Boys. We didn't start the fire. No, there's never a reason to redo anything. No, That's except, right, this huh? except yeah. capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> except what, Holly? What? I don't know about that. God, Holly, your hair really is. That's uh, it's looking real good, girl. Oh, thanks. Not that you asked, but that the the cut. Thank you. Oh yeah. I didn't brush it this morning. I just dry shampooed it. I was like, good enough. Yeah, that'll, that'll, that'll do. That'll do. No, it looks that'll good. do. Speaking of looking good, and and she's talked about it on the air, so I'm not speaking out of turn. I came into the station uh, yesterday to look at our state fair T-shirt. Yeah. Uh, because Lord knows merch. Uh, Brooke and everyone knows you don't want to deal with me if I'm uh, pouty and I don't like something. That's just not fun. And uh, so, so get your butt in here then. Uh, know thyself. So uh, we I want come to be in, right. I, well, we and I, you know good, I care about care. this stuff, Lex. You know yes. I care about stuff like this. This is the stuff that will just send me right up a wall. Anyway, mm-hmm. I just got to say, Lori looks amazing. And bravo to her talking about openly and getting rid of the stigma of, of having any type of procedures. Yeah. She, I, I, I haven't seen I, her. I have not seen her yeah, yet. So we, yeah, we are like uh, passing ships we in the are. night. Oh, you yeah, too. Guys, I, yeah, mm. I thought about it a couple times last night. Okay. I just think, you know, uh, what uh, I, I just more than the fact that she looks stunning uh, and that doctor uh, did Jane Fonda esque work. Lori laughed when I said that. I'm like, this is you look amazing. But I I so appreciate. I love. Well, it's another reason to love Lori that she just puts it out there. She talks about it openly and gets rid of the stigma because people do it. People do it. And they go, oh, I just. Oh, no, I've. I just. I just. No, I don't. Enough. I've had nothing done. It's like yes, you have. Anyway, yes. own okay, so she's had own a procedure it. and looking good. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm really in she the dark about lift. this. Oh, oh, yeah, she had a little lift. Okay, oh. fabulous. Yes. All right. Yeah. Oh, so nice. and she's talked about, and I'm like, her. yeah. Oh my God, she looks stunningly beautiful. I'm not kidding. 
It, it I, I, not that she, I thought she looked beautiful before. She does. Oh my God. What the chased, recovery time is on that and, and what the procedure was because there's different ways to do it. Girl, I don't know. But I'm going to ask her. I was just bravo to her and bravo to our friend Liz. It's uh, yes. Tuesday and we're going to talk to Liz. Here we go. Hello, Liz. I think we need to talk. She's a sweetie. I'm going to have a word with Liz here. It's time for Tuesday with Liz. Hello, Liz. Well, hello, Liz. Well, hello, Liz, who joins us on the phone. Hi, Liz. Hi, everybody. Good morning. Morning. (laughs) You guys had me laughing before I even got on the show. Oh. (laughs) Well, thank you. Well, we try. You know, we try sometimes. Well, you do all the time, and I appreciate it. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, we were complimenting our coworkers. Holly got a haircut, and uh-huh. yeah, so yes. looking good. Uh-huh. And yes, yes. Somebody had a um, a lift, done? a no, little a, lift, a little yeah. lift. Yeah, yes. and I'm telling you, I I will have no qualm. I will have no reservations getting it when the time is right. I will please uh, g- mm. take put me to the operator. Yep, I'll do it. <laughs> Take me out into the operating room. I have no problem with that. Well, you so. know, I'm I'm really surprised because I'm 86 and I don't have my I still don't have any sagging jaw yet. Yeah, you, know, you don't, Liz. No, and I can't believe you, it. What's your secret? And I say, Keep it up. Yeah. <laughs> Do you use a lot of special lotion or potion or? No, I just use a little good old good old Pond's lotion. Okay. You know, I've used it for 50 years and it still works. <laughs> yeah, so, nice. Liz, Liz, I'm thinking about it. Yeah, because Liz, uh, for folks that know uh, Holly, Alexis, and I saw Liz several months ago, and yeah, Liz, you don't at all. I just thought about that. Yeah, yeah, I can't be. Uh, it's unusual uh, because usually people are, are, are drooping by this time in my family. So I wonder what why I'm not. But I'm oh. not going to complain. <laughs> well, oh. you find joy and you laugh. Oh. <laughs> Liz, I'm 48 and I'm drooping. So I mean, you know, it's uh... no, you're not. No. <laughs> oh boy! Oh, but did but Liz, is it uh, a genetic thing? Are are the the women and men in your family were they were they youthful well into their life? Yeah, most of the women on my mother's side of the family uh, remain quite youthful in the lives. I had two aunts that lived. One to ninety six and one to ninety five, and oh, they never had a problem either. They really looked great for their age. <clears throat> my mother did too, you know. But so I don't know. But runs in the family. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, oh my I'm goodness. Glad. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I want to know what what family member years ago, Liz, uh, made a deal with a little troll in the woods or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe it was my mother because she was a she was a frisky little lady. I'll tell you. <laughs> was oh, she? Yeah. She was frisky. What was she like? Yeah, oh, she she was not one of these people that was very passive and quiet. I mean, she she was a woman that if she had an opinion, everybody knew. <laughs> She wasn't yeah, a shrink. Try, so. As they say, she was. She wasn't a shrinking violet. Uh, no, she Liz. definitely was not a shrinking violet. She was a woman's liver before such a thing existed. <laughs> really? All right. Really? Awesome. Yeah, yeah. And I think it frustrated her, you know, that women 
uh, it, during the time when she was a youth, just all they thought about is home and kids and all this stuff. Where she wanted to be out in the world, she wanted to be an actress, she wanted to write books. You know, she was a really ambitious lady. <laughs> so. What did your yeah. and, and, and how did that uh, work with, with your father? Was your father supportive of that, or was he very traditional? Uh, well, in the my sen- dad was very supportive of her ambitions, but of course, you know, back in the day, women when they got married, they were supposed to give up all that kind of stuff. Mm. And she wa- she wanted to go into uh, into acting. So every time we had some kind of a play or something going on where women could be in it in our town, she would get a part in it and play. Oh, and cool. I used to wear some of her outfits <laughs> that she'd get. <laughs> Really? Did she do, did she do, because you mentioned that she wanted to be an actress, did she do a lot of theater, community theater, local theater? Yeah, when she was young, she did get into theater work, yeah. And remember one show she was in, I was about seven years old, and I was living in Wausau, Wisconsin at the time, and there was a, a big play that she was in. I don't remember what it was about, but I do remember she had this wonderful costume on, with this long pink skirt and one of those black vests that women used to wear and yeah. white fluffy sleeves and she danced and she sang and she was wonderful. I was so proud of her. <laughs> she she sounds quite magical. She sounds she quite was lovely. In a lot of ways and she used to like to write and so she uh, would write stories and stuff and and she used to belong to a reading club. And so she'd create these stories and read it for the club and all this stuff. So in her own way, she was wonderful. She painted. In fact, I've got some of her paintings that I inherited when she died. And they're really very good. I couldn't believe how good they are. So you probably well, saw when no, you were Yeah, you did. Yeah. Very so, talented. Well, it is extremely talented. Yep. Well, then, not that we questioned it, but no wonder you are who you are. And, uh, I mean, you know, apple yeah. tree, for heaven's sake. Apple tree example right here. Well, Liz, have a great week, and we'll talk to you on Tuesday. Okay, and you guys have a wonderful week, too. And don't get into into any trouble. Well, we can't. No, Liz. Well, no, uh, I mean, Liz, we we'll can't. Try. Uh, yeah, we'll try, Liz. Bye, bye. Yeah. bye sweetie. I love you. Bye, Liz. <laughs> Oh, we've never talked about her mom before. No, at least not like that. Other than we saw her paintings, but Mm -hmm. think about it. Let me try to. I got to do math here, but that would put her mom. If her mom was in her twenties, what would that put? What 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 decade would that put her mom? I mean, well ahead of obviously. I mean, Mm -hmm. Liz was almost ahead of the women's liberation movement, but that would have put her mom what in the thirties, forties? If I'm doing my math correctly, yep. 30s, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Wow. Talk, I mean, that's yeah. it's a it's a cliche, but you talk two women. I mean, Liz is, is still around, and Liz made it through the late sixties, but her mom well ahead of her time, yeah. well ahead of her, and, and her dad. That's why I wanted to know how lovely is that. That's unconventional for the man to be supportive yeah. of. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Hey, you know what? If you're passionate about helping older adults live safely in their home, check out Right at Home. Keyword: Paul. When we come back, we're going from something that we love, Liz, to something that we just tolerate, like a rock in our shoe. It's Second Chance Romance. <laughs> we come back. Everything, get your bathroom redone <laughs> with Rebath. 
Hey, if you are looking at your funky bathroom and it is time, or maybe you're looking to change your tub to a shower or looking for some accessibility features, you know, Rebath, they've got you. What's so great is you go to Rebath.com. You sign up to have a designer come to your home. They'll bring hundreds of options that are available to you. Um, including Durabath, which is their exclusive brand, which is what we went with in our bathroom. It's been more than three years now. Still loving our bathroom. In fact, you can see a replica of our choices in our bathroom at their showroom. It's in Apple Valley on Galaxy Avenue. Um, but if you want to have a designer come to your home, what's great about that is they'll look at your budget, they'll look at your style, and come up with a beautiful custom design. And that's what's so great. We're not covering stuff up. They're ta- completely taking it out and creating a beautiful bathroom for you. So, Rebath.com, sign up there, mention me or my talk for $1,500 off a complete bathroom remodel.